This is CX of M Radio, the voice of customer experience professionals. Welcome to another episode of Press One for Nick. Your host, Nick Limsdahl, is the Director of Contact Center Solutions at VDS. Through conversations with customer service and customer experience leaders, Nick and his guests exchange insightful stories, best practices, and invaluable lessons they have learned along the way. Welcome to the Press One for Nick podcast. My name is Nick Limsdahl. My guest this week is Carolyn Truelove. She is the head of global fan experience at Fanatics, Inc. Fanatics is changing the way fans purchase their favorite team apparel, jerseys, headwear, and hard goods through an innovative tech-infused approach to making and selling fan gear in today's on-demand mobile-first culture. Fanatics offers the largest and timeless and timely merchandise, whether shopping online and on your phone, in flagship stores and stadiums or on-site at the world's biggest sporting events. I don't know about the rest of you, but I'm a huge Red Wings fan, and I already went on online, saw the gear in that black-on-black quarter zip, is awesome so i'll be looking at that here shortly as uh, as the game starts in in one day but uh, uh carolyn thank you so much for joining the press one for nick podcast um it is such a pleasure to be on press one for nick and um, i'm looking forward to a valuable discussion for our industry and for our business yeah you you and me both I, i've been looking forward to this for a while now but so at the very beginning, I ask every single guest, and it's not not too crazy of a question, but what's one thing people might not know about you? Um, I think one thing that people might not know about me is um, that I am a major Chicago Bears and Denver Broncos fan. Um, and I am super excited that Justin Fields is starting now. Um, and I am absolutely joyful about touchdown Teddy Bridgewater on the Broncos. I love that you said that. Those, those are two of my favorite people uh, for two separate reasons. One, obviously the Fields played for Ohio State, a uh, big Ohio State uh, Buckeyes fan. And uh, Teddy Bridgewater, I'm a big Vikings fan. and. Uh, seeing him kind of jump around, but having a spot with the Broncos and, and kicking butt now, uh, he's a, he's a heck of a guy and looking forward to his success. So uh, uh, I will root for those two people, not necessarily the teams, but the, the people. I'm with you. I join you as a Buckeye fan, not because I um, went to Ohio State, but more because of a pretty influential leader that I had in my life, Bill Lowry. And the fact that part of the culture that he built um, in terms of bringing the team together was surrounding his passion for the Buckeyes. And it just like carried through working for him for so many years. This guy carried a true Buckeye in his pocket. On game days, he would have his mom make Buckeyes, which are these great little chocolate peanut butter things goodness um, yeah. that are a staple so um during that time i was following very closely ezekiel elliott's story and um how his family supported him through his ohio state journey so i'm with you i love that so uh, bringing it back to what you're doing here as the as a head of global fan experience at fanatics uh, 
tell my listeners uh, what you're doing there. Um, we're doing some really, really exciting and innovative things. Uh, when I started with Fanatics just over four years ago, um, from a fan experience perspective, one of the things that we had to focus on was having the right kind of um, service infrastructure from a technology perspective, but then also at the same time, recognizing that our greatest commodity was our people and the culture that we create for them so that they are as passionate about the sports that we support across the globe as you know we are about growing the business. And those two things have resulted in tremendous changes and a lot of goodness for both our fan experience um, and the scalability of our ability to support fans across the globe. So we started just domestic and now we are um, quite global. Yeah, that, that's, uh, that's such a cool story. You talk about your people, uh, you don't just talk, they're not just employees, but you call, you have them athletes, right? And then you also have coach. So it kind of plays more on the sports or, or is it what makes you uh, change that, uh, the dynamic or the word or phrase? Well, um, I think part of the fanatics culture is that when we talk about our operations team in its totality, our operations who are supporting the fan experience are not just the contact center, but it's also our manufacturing centers and our fulfillment centers that are getting the products out to our fans. It's also our transportation and supply team members that are watching and making sure that you know anything that's coming in um, to be customized or any of the products that are part of our, um, what we call our standard offerings are getting to us in time so that they get to the fans in time. So when you think about the totality of the operations group that my team is a part of, every single athlete has special agility and skills to take care of their part of providing that great fan experience. And we recognize the fact that the more um, we focus on our employee experience and improving the culture, um, the stronger we become at the agility required in times like the pandemic to adjust to the things that are affecting our fans and affecting the business. So that athlete um, nomenclature and the coach nomenclature is pretty critical to all the special teams that we have that are supporting the business. Yeah, you touched on culture. Uh, you just kind of glazed right over it, but at, at 60 miles an hour, but maybe tell me more about that, uh, what your culture is like at Fanatics. Um, well, I think the first thing is that our culture is based on um, our core values and within our core values, the foundation of those core values is what we call IDEA. Um, and IDEA is inclusion, diversity, equality, and advocacy. And so when you think about being a company where one of our values is um, by fans for fans, or 
one fanatics win as a team or um, driving innovative products and services that improve the customer experience. Um, I could sit here and list out all of them, but without that foundation of a focus of our employees, many of those things that we expect in terms of our values um, can't be executed upon. And so that's foundational to our culture. And then I think the other thing that's foundational to our culture is that um, our CEO does an incredible job of laying out the fact that we wanna be the number one fan brand in the world. And that our fandom as the business continues to expand um, is important and supporting that fandom means that we have to have the right people in the right places at the right times globally to make that happen. Yeah, so you touched on culture a little bit. I love that, the idea. Uh, how does that, all of the things you just touched on, how does that improve retention internally? Well, if you think about um, idea in itself and the fact that it is a company focus, um, that means that everything from our relationships with our partners and having a diverse slate of partnerships that truly support the fandom, um, having a diverse slate of leadership and career path progression, um, supporting the fact that, you know, regardless of what your background might be, fanatics can be a home for you and a home full of opportunity. Uh, I think that one of the things that we share as we bring on new hires is that the role that you're coming into, if it's an entry-level position, can become a career at Fanatics because we are focused on employee education. We are focused on like good communication with your coaches so that there's a two-way conversation about what an employee wants to do long-term and that we have this incredible HR team that helps provide the training and the resources for either self-study or part of your you know, professional improvement plan. So that if you start as a contact center athlete, as an example, but your desire is to end up in technology, we've got like a good plan that can help make that happen. And um, we've got some examples of people who have actually taken that pathway and have moved from technology into marketing. Um, we have quite a few people that have taken advantage of the fact that we have a tuition reimbursement program, um, which is a very healthy thing for any company to have that shows that you know we as a company are invested in our employees rising to their best potential. And when you have a culture and uh, a leadership team that from the top is driving those kinds of things that create, you know, a best place to work or, um, you know, scored by employees, um, excitement about the new business or, um, you know, asking, hey, can I shadow and understand this other part of the business? or people just coming in and saying, I understand what Fanatics is all about. I know I'm starting as a contact center athlete or a warehouse athlete, but you know, I would like to make sure that we have these two-way conversations so that someday I can become 
um, somebody in merchandising, or maybe I want to run a fulfillment center someday. And when you have um, a focus on, you know, inclusion, diversity, equality, and advocacy, um, that diversity in thought across any positions is a win for any company. Yeah, yeah, I enjoy that conversation. Um, uh, just how you kind of encapsulated that uh, in, in a nice little uh, segment there. But, you know, you touched on partnerships, um, you know, the, the importance of partnerships with internal teams. So uh, it seems like that's very important to you guys and that you guys are working hard with that. Um, maybe touch on that and then how does that improve the fan experience? Um, there are internal partnerships and there are external partnerships. So um, to use an example of an internal partnership, uh, in order for us to be able to evolve in terms of supporting the fan experience from a contact center perspective, we had to have a strong partnership with technology where instead of like going out and in many companies, you know, the call center team goes out, they seek their providers, you know, they set up the technology on their own, but then it has to be supported by the providers only. Our approach is that um, I have strong partnerships with my peers and technology. If there's something new and interesting, whether it's AI or whether it's the ecosystem that we want to put in place to support all of our fans globally, that partnership with technology and ensuring that we're all vested in getting it right is has been a game changer for the tools that we use. And um, I would say that one of the biggest impacts to culture with that kind of partnership has been that the employee experience to support our fans has become significantly less challenging because our support ecosystem is all on the same tool set, our tech team is heavily invested in the parts that they wanna build versus buy. And the end result is a win for our, our employees and our fans and ultimately innovation, which is one of our core values. You know, we're able to innovate iteratively because we're partnering on whatever we might be building or buying together. Um, external partnerships are also critical. So when you think about products like uh, the fact that we have um, some of our, our products that are coming from a diverse set of um, partners like Wear by Aaron Andrews, right? And you think about idea as the foundation of our values. That is a, a female-owned brand and business that is very different than you know, some of our other partnerships that are much larger, like Nike. If you think about um, you know, our, our Marshawn Lynch Beast Mode <laughs> products, you could see that from Aaron Andrews to relationships with Nike to relationships with uh, Marshawn Lynch, you know, that's like a nice, clear, diverse slate that we're highlighting in the products that we offer. Um, 
I guess those are the, the best examples that come to mind right off the top of my head. And I think they're great ones. In a competitive market, does your customer service stand out from the crowd? One way to offer a better experience is by moving your contact center to the cloud. But with so many options to choose from, how do you know which solution is the best for both your business and your customers? That's where VDS comes in and guides you to the best solution. They understand your clients' pain points, business outcomes, and goals. Then VDS designs, implements, supports, and provides 24-7 managed services. From start to finish, VDS is committed to finding the best solutions for your clients' needs. To learn more, go to www.govds.com or find a link in the show notes. Yeah, yeah, I love I love how you focus not necessarily on the technology, but it's also the, the holistic perspective. It's not just self-service, it's not just AI, it's not just that ecosystem, but it's the all-encompassing ecosystem of, of the holistic experience for uh, your your employees, your your athletes, and and your fans. Um, I really appreciate that. There's there's not uh, not enough organizations that are doing that. And you know, one thing that really stood out to me is you kind of you want to make sure that you have the right tool set for your athletes to succeed. And I think the same is true uh, with athletes that are playing a sport, uh, regardless of how good the team is, you can level up uh, when when you guys are playing as one uh, on, a, on a seamless um, seamless uh, court. You're playing as a team, not just a one-on-one. -on -one. The A person isn't, isn't playing with it by himself. And, the, and then there's the B team. Um, and, and then at, at the same time, if you don't have the right gear, if you don't have the right shoes and the right, you don't feel comfortable in the right gear, you're not going to perform at the level that you want to, uh, or that you have the ability to. So I see there's so many parallels between what you're doing or what the contact center as a whole, as an industry is doing, uh, aligning with the athletic uh, fan experience. Thank you. You know, I, I, we talked about the, the uh, athletes um, on your team and how it aligns with culture, aligns with retention, you know, let's touch on a little bit about the fan experience, because I think that is, is the, the right way to do it. You align it with the, the athletes internally first and then focus on the fans. Uh, so what makes the fan experience so unique at, at Fanatics? You kind of, we kind of touch on a little bit, but is there anything else you want to kind of fill in the blanks? Well, um, one of the things that I think makes the fan experience unique is that um, across the organization, whether you are a technologist or you're in marketing or you're in merchandising or um, you're part of our vertical commerce brands team um, that's a you know the b2b supporting aspect of our business or you're focused on our um, european soccer clubs in the uk uh, whether you're in finance i think in every element of the company, because of such strong leadership and alignment at the top levels of our company, um, we are laser focused on leveraging data based on the voice of the customer to enact change. And of course, we call the voice of the customer the voice of the fan. Um, we look at it deeply and measure it in every place that we can 
um, using NPS as an example. And then we, any place where the fan has the opportunity to comment and give us deeper information, um, we leverage that to improve the overall business, improve our products, you know, target those key areas that are really going to move the needle. And, um, you know, in order to deliver what we expect, which is to become that beloved fan brand, we really have to focus on leveraging the data every place that we can get it to make sure that we're focusing on the right things. And um, I think that that's a big area that differentiates Fanatics from other companies. Yeah, can you dig into that a little bit more by chance? Is there, I think that's where uh, organizations as a whole struggle is they they measure the voice of of the fan or the, or the voice of the customer voice of the employee they measure the mps or customer effort or csat then they don't necessarily do much uh if anything with the data so how are you using the data to improve that fan experience well um I, i'll give you just a few examples um one is that we use the data Typically, you'll find that um, companies will say, hey, contact centers, tell us what the fans are saying. Well, we say that too. But at the same time, um, we're using not just the data that comes from the contact center, but we're asking our fans, you know, when we send them a confirmation email for their order, you know, how did you feel about that? What was the NPS core about that, right? And we learn from that collective data on where we might want to target our focuses and make movements and in what time frame do we want to make that happen. Um, I think another benefit that we have when you think about improving the fan experience and leveraging data and we'll just continue on with net promoter score as the example. Um, we can measure it in so many different places that um, it differentiates us as a customer, uh, I mean, as a company. Um, so I guess the best way to think about it is net promoter score typically is a contact center metric, correct? Mm -hmm. Okay, for us, it is way beyond that. We measure um, what people think about our delivery process. We measure what people think about um, any of the messaging that we're sending out. We measure what people think even after they've had the product and they've worn it and used it for 30 days. We still ask for feedback that much later so that we can understand, okay, in the beginning, you were super happy and excited because you got your product. And so on the order confirmation email, you were telling us, this is awesome, <laughs> right? Then we ship out your product. And because it's a pandemic, we're also communicating when we ship it out that we've done our part, but there are some challenges across every industry with transportation and supply chain. And so how do you feel about that? And then we focus on what's controllable for us to improve that experience. Yeah. Then, so you can kind of see that um, we've taken all of the data and we've targeted specific things like how can we improve our product quality? Because if the customers are telling us 
that you know quality is an area of opportunity, then let's have a team that is solely focused on that, not for a few months, but it could be you know a one, two, or three-year plan where the strategy on improved quality is truly to make us that beloved brand, lifestyle brand for the totality of the fandom across the globe. Yeah. Does that make I, sense? It, it makes complete sense. The one thing I, I appreciate is even the 30 days after, because people take off their rose colored glasses and they say, oh, I just got this brand new Justin Fields jersey, looking forward for him to start. Um, but maybe 30 days in, they wear it three or four times uh, for, for a game day or for a special event. And they realize that it, it wasn't as comfortable or maybe it didn't, didn't fit as, as well as they thought, or they just give it uh, maybe more of a real perspective than you would uh, the first 24 hours that you receive it. That's right. That's right. Um, I think the other thing that um, differentiates us is that um, net promoter score is a lagging indicator, right? It's lagging data. But there are also opportunities to get ahead of that and see change in the data because you're in front of it. So if we know that our fans are talking about, you know, this jersey is scratchy, what can we be doing and testing to go out and find the right kind of products that are, you know, a higher end t-shirt. And when you reach out and you purchase a higher end t-shirt from Fanatics, it's gonna feel good. Um, if it has any sort of screen print on it, you know, it's gonna wash well and still look great. Um, if it's hard goods, you know, we now have, uh, you know, another element of our company where we purchased top of the world and we purchased um, a hard goods company, right? And in both of those scenarios, we are expanding what we have control of to make better for our brands by owning some of those particular areas directly. Yeah. Yeah. It makes complete sense. Uh, the what you said too was was about the controllables. Uh, it's so important to actually being able to measure because when you measure, you can improve uh, the things that you can control. Yeah. Uh, the things you can't control, then it's uh, you know obviously you got to communicate on and um, not not throw by the wayside, but uh, uh, pay attention to. Um, so I, I really appreciate that, uh, Caroline. I wrap up every podcast with two questions. Uh, the first question is, is what book or person in customer service or customer experience has influenced you the most in the last year? And then the second one is if you could leave a note to all customer service or customer experience professionals, it's going to hit everybody's desk Monday at 8 a.m. What would it say? Okay, so um, the first part, which would be book or person, um, I'm gonna share that the book that was a game changer from a leadership perspective um, was Unapologetically Ambitious by Shelley Archambault. And the reason that that book was a game changer um, is it, it talks about like, she talks about balance and the choices that we make in order to have good balance in our lives. 
And she also talks about the importance of health and wellness. And, you know, the book is, is designed at a leadership level, but the message applies to anybody at any level. And the result would be, um, what is the one thing that I would like people to think about when they open the message Monday morning? And to me, that would be that your family comes first and your family is the reason why you bring your best self to work every day. And if you can focus on ensuring that we have good communication so that regardless of what the business needs are like staffing and service levels, et cetera, we can learn by those good, healthy employee communication sessions on how we can help be better about that balance and those breaks that promote strong health and um, the mental capacity that is required to be your best self at your best potential for our fans, regardless of what role you play. I love it. That was uh, some sound advice. And I will make sure that the, the link to that book gets uh, added into the show notes. So uh, Carolyn, what's the best way for people to find Fanatics or, or uh, maybe connect with you on LinkedIn? Yeah, um, so you can connect with me on LinkedIn. I'm pretty sure I'm the only Carolyn with an E, true love on LinkedIn. Um, and, you know, I'm comfortable for anybody to reach out. Um, I think the other thing is that um, from a Fanatics perspective, um, I would encourage anybody that is a super fan of anything to come visit our sites, uh, www.fanatics.com. Um, check out the products that you are looking for that are based on your passion about your sport, because yeah. more than likely we have it. I mentioned top of the world, like, you know, we have this, you know, one of the best headwear brands is now part of Fanatics, which is amazing. If headwear is your thing, which having five children and uh, two sons-in-law, you know, headwear is a big thing in our house. Yeah. Check out our offering. It's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I- Kind of what I said at the very beginning uh, with the with the Red Wings gear, I was just searching online. I think there was 1,100 items, uh, just a small amount of items you guys have uh, of gear. Um, so I'm sure that there's something for everybody. So go and check out fanatics.com. Uh, Carolyn, I appreciate your time. I learned a lot and, and it's been a pleasure to to talk with you today. Hope you have a great day and we'll talk to you here soon. Thank you so much for the opportunity. I really appreciated spending time with you as well, Nick. Hey, listeners, can you think of one person who would benefit from the information you learned today? If so, please consider sharing it with them by giving them a link of this episode or directly from your app. And last, if you'd like to receive all the quotes and book recommendations from all my guests, go to pressonefornick.com forward slash podcast. Thanks for joining us for this session of CX of M Radio. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the show and visit cxofm.org for more resources.